0: Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. we're going to have a great show. We have my friend Dr. Kip Lucas-Savage who's a veterinarian and an expert in cattle facilities that's going to join us today and we're going to start a series on cattle handling facilities, and much more with Dr. Kip Lucas Savage. Hey, folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and with me is my friend and colleague, Dr. Kip Lucas Savage. He is out of uh, Grand Island, Nebraska, farwell, farwell big city yeah, suburb big city. of Grand island yeah. and um, and uh, he's moved out to the burbs. and um, Dr. Kip, if you haven't met him, I'm surprised if you're doing stuff in the beef industry. This is the go-to person today in our industry for cattle facilities, cattle handling, much more. And uh, I'm lucky enough, I get to work with him every day, but doesn't mean we're ever in the same town.
1: No, no we just <laughs> talk to each other on the phone a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> Dr. Kip, uh, thanks for being here, but let's just kind of get started because we're going to do a series, folks, with Dr. Kip on Cattle facilities and things of that nature, and I just really want to help you all get to meet Dr. Kip and get to learn from him because um, I've enjoyed that my entire career. So, kind of walk me through how do you get started? Someone calls you up. So,
1: okay, so someone calls me up and just says, "I need need new facilities,"
0: or yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of this <laughs> yeah. thing being backwards so. and cows climbing fences, and I'm I finally made it and I want to fix it up
1: all right so so I guess Dr Dan what I what I typically do is um uh like you know take the phone call and and um find out exactly what they're what they're asking for so I always go over uh I disclose what our charges and those things are going to be just so that that's all up front and open and and um um just so that we have a, a better plan I can do some things on um just off of like you know google earth images or google maps Im- images and kind of get a feel for for the place and what they're asking but uh, most of the time the people always ask is you know do you, are you okay with with coming to our facility and just just looking because uh typically you, know, you you look at topography and how how the the ground flows and stuff like that and and there's just some things on a kind of a 2d image that you can't appreciate Always, and there's programs on the computer today that you can, um, you can, kind of get that kind of that topography um, that that you're looking at. Um, but it's still there definitely is an advantage to to showing up, and uh, and then just seeing kind of cattle flow and and what they go through in a given day. Um, so I really do try to study what they what they do uh,
0: on the and, day. and what they're trying to accomplish with yes. their herd. And the other thing is, uh, you see, I always forget to ask you this. But, I mean, you're everywhere.
1: Yeah. So, like, I, I was mean, in three weeks ago. I was in Utah. Um, you know, today I was in Columbia, Missouri. Um, so yeah, I travel yeah, all Canada, over. Canada, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so when I when I talk about designing facilities around the globe for cattle, it's no joke. This is this is for real. So, you get there, you get on the ground, you but, you see what they're they're doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, what what's what are you looking so, for
1: so there i just i i really try to see like where are their where are their pinch points um like if they're working in the facility that that they want changed or redesigned or remodeled or just ground up new i look at uh, what are they what are they currently struggling with one what's their uh, labor like the help like how are they handling the cattle i think that's important you know so that um i know that the type of facilities i'm going to put in um are definitely gonna, if, if they're going to fit to the people, or if we're going to have to do a little bit of adjusting and training with the people once the facilities are in, because what I'm always looking for is just a really, you know, a true voluntary flow of cattle and so forth, is that that it's easy. As I always tell people, I want it to be to where working cattle is not a task or a job. It's, it's something that you look forward to doing. Um, yeah. and, and you can have fun doing and enjoy. Um, and so I I look at those pinch points and just kind of like where where are they struggling at, um, okay. and uh, and and then from there, I kind of just take it and and uh, um, I I talk to the crew um, a lot um, or the owners and just ask them questions. Yep. No, is is like what do you like? What don't you like? Um, what's the future look like? Like in the new facility, what are you what are you trying to accomplish? Yep. Um, so we go through those questions.
0: Let's take a break there. Yep. And when we come back, we're going to continue on this path with Dr. Kip Lucas Savage. Um, you're watching Doc Talk, and we're sure glad you joined us. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Kip Lucas Savage. We're both owners and, and veterinarians in production animal consultation. And Dr. Kip is a friend and a colleague, and probably one of the best uh, veterinarians um, I've met and he is fantastic on the ground working on cattle facilities and we're talking about that and dr Kip, when you when you're talking about okay when you get there people mm-hmm. generally have one thing they want to fix but that's not where you stop correct so uh, a lot of
1: times when, when when i'm asked to go to a place or to design they're they're looking at one specific item that they want you know a building or a processing barn or a loadout or things like that and and so i start looking at the whole the whole area um well it's it's strategic planning right yeah so what i'm looking at is, is okay i know we're not we're just designing this today but but how i design this might impact that in the future and so what i like to look at is is just like the the, the big picture of things of even like if you have existing pins for example like uh, recently I, I drew for a yard where um well they they definitely needed a new feed feed mill area um and probably a new processing area but um and definitely some um lagoon uh changing or water retention pond changing and so I started looking at it okay well how how should it look um and I drew that out um and just in terms of flow and then I for the biosecurity I look at those things too and I start drawing them Like, where would I place the feed mill? Where would I place the loadouts? How do I control traffic in in those areas? And how do I minimize so that we're not um, basically getting kind of bound up or getting into traffic jams?
0: Um, So I think it's really important for for people to understand that when you have that one area of your facility that you want to fix, Dr. Kipp's coming in and he's laying out a strategic plan that it may take you 20 years to, to get to that end point. But every year you're just chipping away Yes, um, and then from at that, making the improvements. Yeah.
1: And then from that plan, you're looking at saying, okay, well, what needs to come first? Because if I'm going to, if I want all of it, eventually, like, I have to pick what comes first, what comes second, what comes third, because it has to all be in a strategic place. Um, because if you're going to like remove an office or a shop, well, you probably better have an office and shop built uh, somewhere you know before you do that or yeah. if, you know um and so you really have to be strategic in in that um, thought process
0: yeah i think it's it's outstanding um once you have that strategic plan mm-hmm. in place um you know what what are some of the next steps that you help people with um
1: so i i work with different engineering firms uh, because i don't do any like cut and fill or things of that nature or um you know department of environmental quality or uh, those types of regulations and so it's really important that they work with their local um people or if they have an engineer or if they don't know an engineer i have uh different companies one in kansas one in nebraska that i i work with quite a bit and uh um you know and so i i give them their names and uh and because i work with them and they work with me i um, we, we share and exchange business and, and it all works and, and, uh, but they're not, they're not necessarily, if they have somebody that they want to work with, I'm always fair game for that. Um, and I've sent many of my plans off to other engineers, um, you know, that, that it works with. So I'm, I'm good with working with anybody as far as the files that I put in, you know, that, uh, they can open them up and, um, I'm not. I don't own the drawing. I always say the customer owns the drawing and they can provide that drawing
0: to whomever they want. Perfect. At that point. Perfect. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more on cattle facilities with Dr. Kip Lucas-Savage. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Kip Lucas-Savage. We are both veterinarians and owners slash partners in production animal consultation, where we oversee cattle all across the country Mm -hmm. but mainly Nebraska and Kansas and um, Dr. Kip, though, has a specialty and a niche of designing cattle handling facilities, uh, feedlot facilities, uh, all throughput type facilities. We've even worked on packing plants together. Yeah, Yeah, and that's been fantastic. I loved it. It Yeah, great project and so helping to understand cattle flow and I think to give, as we're gonna embark on this series, so as the series goes on, we'll start bringing in different projects and different specific things and what you're looking at. It'll be a lot of fun and we're gonna learn a lot together. But talk a little bit about, you know, oh, is my facility too small or oh, is it too big? Or, you know, right. wh- who all are you working with and what are some of the projects? So I, I get that sometimes where people will call and- and or they'll
1: find out that I do this and they'll be like, ah, you know, we're probably too small for you or um you wouldn't have time for us or or whatever. And it's not uh there's really no operation that's ever too small or too big. I've done things for, you know, three hundred head cow calf uh ranches and, and uh um uh, you know, fifty five thousand uh, and up feed yards and then everything in between. So um there's totally a lot of different. Different, yeah, there's a lot of variety and and uh, I've done reproductive facilities. I've done, um, you know, South Dakota State at the cow calf
0: research facility, and, and of course at K State at the feedlot uh, research facility. Well, now you've picked up a couple more with with Missouri and Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the more common projects that you work on? As far as when people are are looking, are they are they you know crowding? loadouts yeah mostly
1: mostly loadout and processing barns I would say are the the most common um uh right now recently I mean we're working a little bit on uh some of the RCC uh project projects and it's not that I do the uh you know the designs or anything like that for that part unless they're redesigning pens or for those things then they they ask those questions but some of it's just in drainage and flow of the roller compacted concrete and how they're having to redo their pins and and uh and where they're placing their drains um versus where they're currently at and and just kind of going over those uh questions of will this work or what's your thoughts or what's your opinion on that and and uh, and so those are all really good i i always say um it doesn't have to just involve drawing sometimes it's just uh, consulting on um kind of the experiences that you have uh, or that what you see and then um, when you when you do because obviously when you put roller compacted concrete in, that's pretty permanent, right? I mean, you're not going to move that dirt for,
0: <laughs> you know, you're not going to move that for a long, long time. So when you get calls like this, mm-hmm. big or small, how much information do you need before you get there? Um,
1: what their goals are as far as what what the project's going to be, um, that's first and foremost. Um, uh, number of cattle that's going to flow through. Um, are they, um, is the, is it new or existing, uh, facility? Like, am I remodeling or am I building from the ground up? Um, and if we're building from the ground up, like what's the flow pattern and stuff like that, can you explain that over the, you know, over a computer screen to me? And so I can at least see ahead of time so I can start thinking of it before I get there. And then obviously an address and, uh. (laughs) And then uh, where I need to be, that, you know, and and then we try to select time and uh, what the time frame is. When when do they want to do this? Some of them are tomorrow. Some of them are well in six months. So,
0: so. <laughs> That's perfect. We're gonna take a break. When we come back. We'll wrap up with Dr. Kip Lukasavich. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Kip Lukasavich. We're veterinarians, uh, owners, and managers of production animal consultation with our partners. We cover cattle in Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, and, and Iowa. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things that leads you probably comes before facility design is understanding cattle handling. Yeah, and, yes. So, and, and that's, you've, you teach that all over the place as well. So, how do you work that into your drawings? so uh it's a great question and and
1: uh when when i'm looking at drawings and i think that's what made my deal take off so so well um is just having that behavioral uh experience uh, understanding the prey animal and their instincts and and their uh, tendencies as far as what they do and how they do it um what what they're what they're wanting to see uh or not see um I think are is really important and so um bud williams was was one of my mentors dr tom nofsinger partner is a mentor and and, uh you know um, from ted howard to kurt pate to so many different people that have influenced me over the years and 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 i truly appreciate every one of them um for those gifts that they've given me Uh, but the biggest thing is is taking the what the prey animal uh they want to see what's pressuring them uh so they want to see um they understanding that when an, uh, an animal lifts his head um that um that can actually stop motion going forward and so you know even uh motion or even from the withers to the pole of the head if that's even they're usually going to go straight every time and and so uh, what do how do I need to design things so that uh, we're not putting people up on over the top of them um to where that animal has to pick his head up or uh, his head 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 up to to see uh because that'll distract flow um you know just simple things like that and that um that seems simple but yet um are not and then the other thing is just like um when I mentioned earlier like pinch points but just like when when things narrow down we have to understand that that's more pressure on cattle as well it doesn't just matter that the handler's there but it matters that the animals feel that pressure of the of the fence lines, and so what does that mean? Um, you
0: know, and and the other thing I really appreciate about appreciate about your work is you're not just looking at what the cattle see, you're also putting people in position to be mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. and putting people in position to be effective, and and um, you know one bad accident in a facility that's misdesigned none none of it's worth it no and so you you work on that safety and and freeing people up and taking less people to do the same job right correct so the the facilities that we design today typically take take less people for
1: one Uh, in those facilities i always put safety um, areas that people can just simply walk through Uh, like there's no gate to open or anything like that. It's just a little walk through that cattle can't really see Um, as long as it's down in the fence line and they're going straight. They'll miss it every time. And so um, it just allows people to to get out, be safe. And again, it's it's really about making sure that people get home to their families every day. That's what's really important at the end of the day Um, and that the cattle are safe and safely handled, uh, that they have a great experience and the people have a great experience.
0: So, Dr. Kip, mm-hmm. you've talked about other mentors you had. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, you know, Danny Daniels was special to you. Uh we recently lost him, the industry lost a hero, uh somebody who really revolutionized and changed a lot of things. Yeah. He was a lot of fun, um, but just a brilliant mind and and just a get her done type guy. And
1: yeah, he's one of my best friends in the world, and and um, you know, uh he's one of those guys that literally took uh something that uh his dad dude uh had designed in the the double alley to the single um and he kept that concept uh you know um throughout still have it today they beefed it up a lot to to help with with uh feedlot and just more cattle running going through um but then uh dude had uh designed a hydraulic chute uh I got to work in one of the very first ones that dude designed um and uh and then uh with the the help of danny and Cade and the team there at daniel's manufacturing arlen um all of them had input on the current hydraulic chute that's out there today and and um you know uh, when we designed that it was it was really designed so that uh it would accommodate all sizes um from large bulls to um you know to the 300 pound calf and and uh, he's just just a really fantastic person very innovative uh, he was always humble enough to say that he didn't know everything but uh, he could design anything and he could make it uh, to where it was going to be comfortable for cattle and, and he truly was uh, he was a bullfighting clown most people would recognize him with his Hawaiian shirts and and uh, and uh, he's pretty free living and free-loving and and uh, just grew uh, built a great legacy up there in Ainsworth Nebraska
0: Great. Well, folks, um, we're always humbled, uh, to have folks like Danny Daniels. Um, and, uh, we're glad to, to have spent time with him. And, uh, we're very thankful for you being on the show. Appreciate that. Remember, if you want to find us on the web, you can find us at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. And I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Kip Lucas Savage, and we'll see you down the road.